Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. We're going to read from Romans, Romans chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 1 to verse 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Jackie. I'll pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your great mercy you are willing to share yourself and to be able to show yourself to us through your word. We do pray that as we look into your word this evening that it will provide comfort for each one of us for we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Obviously, by the discussions about hope, there are many of you who have all sorts of hopes. I was reading an article in the newspaper not so long ago and it was headed, Hope is Dead. It was not the only article along that line that I read in newspapers. And as we we drew near to the end of 2023 and look to 2024, there were more and more articles about the fact that our our country and the world is in such a dreadful state that there is no hope. I wonder what was trending on your news feed. But when we face a new year, people like to face it with hope that things will get better. You might have even made a New Year's resolution. But given the housing crisis, the cost of living issues, the war in the Middle East and the Ukraine, most of the articles that I read took the line that there is no hope. We do live in a broken and divided world. And this evening I don't want to centre our thoughts around what might happen regarding the economy housing or the wars, but as Chris has said at the beginning of the service, we've lost Peter suddenly and I want to centre our thoughts around what those who trust in Jesus can look forward to in the future but also think of some of the benefits, as it were, as being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth. The two verses that I want to draw to your attention this evening 
centre our thoughts around Christian certainty and they will give us hope. Verses 1 and 2 of chapter 5 that I will read. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Paul had spent the previous two chapters explaining that one cannot be saved by the good things that they do. And so he says in chapter 5 and verse 1, since or therefore, since we have been justified through faith. Faith in what? It's faith in the death of Jesus on the cross and his rising to life again. We see this in verse 25 of chapter 4 where he says this. This verse really sums up chapters 3 and 4. His argument comes to conclusion this way. Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. I want to pick out four words from these two verses. First, that we are justified. How are we justified? Secondly, looking to the life at at that present time, to the peace that we have and can have with God. Thirdly, that we live in a time of grace and God offers us support in the difficulties we go through. And lastly, unlike the world, we do have hope. First of all, we are told that we have been justified through faith. In other words, Christ's death on the cross has just has justified God. That God, who is a just God, needed some way to forgive us. He couldn't just say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We'll sweep it under the carpet. We have done wrong. How can we be reconciled to God with God's problem? How can I have these people spend eternity with me? That was his issue. And so, Christ came, died on the cross, the ransom for sin. And so, a just God is able to say, through the death of my son, I will forgive them and have them live with me forever. Now, this is an important thing for us to grasp. You may have heard it a million times, 
But you see, what we tend to do is to wriggle out from under it at times. By that I mean Christians often add things to the gospel. You know the truths of the gospel. What are they? How do you say them? I say them like this to someone. The truth of the gospel is there is a God. We've done wrong. Jesus died on the cross for the things that we've done wrong. You have to ask God to forgive you because of what Christ has done. That's what I say. You put it in your own words. But what do we do sometimes? You see, we add to the gospel. We say some things like this. You've got to believe in Jesus and read your Bible and go to church and pray and be a good person and then you'll go to heaven. But it's not true, is it? What does the passage say to us? I don't see anywhere in here where it says, since we have been justified through faith and read our Bible and pray, you see, because... What can take place is this. It can lead us into all sorts of difficulties. I'm going to give you three scenarios. The first is this. I have often spent time with people who are dying and they have said to me, David, I'm not sure about God Will he accept me? I'm not really having as much faith as I should. And I say to them, let me give you two illustrations from the Bible. The first is this. John the Baptist, as many of you know, was the forerunner of Jesus. He comes, he preaches repentance. People turn and are forgiven and then he is put in jail. And what happens? He sends his friends and they say, are you the one or should we look for someone else? And the second illustration is of the man who comes to Jesus to have his child healed and asks in faith. And Jesus speaks to him about faith and he says, I believe but help my unbelief. Isn't that the case for us at times? Our faith might not be all that strong. But I don't see here in this passage where we're told how much faith we've got to have. It can be a small amount of faith. Who knows how much faith each one of us has in difficult circumstances. But then... That's not the issue. The issue is that you trust in what Christ has done. 
A second issue in regards to faith is this. Think of someone who has dementia. Many of us here would know of someone with dementia. They can't remember very much at all. And they can't remember God. So, do they miss out on salvation because they can't remember anymore? No. They have been justified through faith. They will go to heaven. Sometimes we have doubts which might lead us to do silly things or not persevere as we ought, but we are still saved. Secondly, those who have dementia will go to heaven if they had a faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. And the third situation is a stupid one that I'm going to give you. Let's say after church while you're talking to someone, I sneak out of the building and steal your car. You probably think, thank goodness for that. Take mine, David, take mine. (laughs) And as I get it to New Line Road, I have a stroke and die. Do I go to heaven? Caught in sin. And I peg out What do the scriptures tell us? I am justified by faith. Not whether I've been a good person or not. Now, I am not advocating you to go stealing cars. Please get it right. But, you see, we can let these things sneak in. And we need to be careful, for we have been pardoned. During the American Civil War, a man by the name of Peter Miller lived next door to a terrible neighbour. You may have had to do that. His terrible neighbour was arrested for treason and sentenced to death. Miller didn't believe that he was guilty and so he walked 96 kilometres to meet George Washington and plead for this man's life. Washington listened and said, I can't do anything for your friend. And Peter Miller said, no, no, no. He's not my friend. He is my bitter enemy. But he is innocent. Washington wrote a pardon. Miller walked back again. He arrived home just as this man was being taken to the scaffold. The man walked up the scaffold and saw Miller and said, 
Miller's come to seek his revenge. At which Miller produced the pardon and the man's life was spared. Romans 5, 8 says to us, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The godly died for the ungodly. The righteous for the unrighteous. The innocent for the guilty. We are justified through faith. That looks to now some other things out of our passage. We are all... This means a number of things. First, as I've already mentioned, regarding our eternal salvation, we are sure of it. Secondly, because we have come into a relationship with God and Jesus, we know God personally. He's not a God that is out there. Like the psalmist says in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And knowing that, Jesus invites us to address the sovereign king of all the world as father. We can call on him in prayer. Someone who has our best interests at heart. Even in this terribly sad situation, our Father knows what we are going through. Our Father knows what we need. He is compassionate and kind. Yes, we have questions and the why question will never go away. But in the midst of that why question, God is with us and helps us. The third thing that I want to draw out of this passage is that we stand in a place of grace through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. The grace of God covers a number of things. But for tonight in our present circumstances, as we struggle with our difficulties, I want to draw your attention to one aspect of God's grace. To illustrate this, I want to refer to a television program that many of you have never seen because you're not old enough. Hogan's Heroes. You know about it? Oh, well. I don't have to explain it to everybody, but just to some of you. The principal characters of Hogan's Heroes is an American colonel, Hogan, and the commandant of the camp, of the camp Colonel Clink. Colonel Clink was often amazed at the ingenuity of Colonel Hogan and his fellow POWs. 
Why was that so? Why did the POWs have so much in the way of what we would call luxuries in a POW camp? Well, it was because the Allies and the underground supplied them with things that they could never get without the help of these people. And this is the way it is for Christians. Having been justified and having peace with God, our life might not change for the better. We may go through great difficulties, but what Paul is saying to us here is that we are upheld and strengthened by God's grace. The Holy Spirit lives in us and gives us strength to do things. Sometimes we go through things and people say, I don't know how you coped. And you say, by the grace of God. And that's really what's happening. We are being, we have a secret supply of strength, guidance, wisdom in these situations. Daily needs lead to us receiving daily grace. Sudden needs leads us to receiving sudden grace. Overwhelming needs leads us to receiving overwhelming grace from God. We have an inexhaustible supply of support through the power of the Holy Spirit to help us cope in our difficulties. I'm not saying it is easy. I'm not saying we ought not be sad. I am saying we are able to cope through the power of God. We might wonder, how am I going to get through this? And the answer comes from Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. You wouldn't want to rely on anything else, would you, other than a powerful God who can raise the dead. The next link in the chain regarding to our salvation is a scene in that not only do we enjoy peace with God, not only do we stand in grace, but we have hope. As Paul writes in Romans 8.24, for in this hope we were saved. This means that one day we are going to be 
in the presence of God. We are going, if we trust in Christ, to eternal glory. And we are being conformed to the image of Jesus. Christians, sinful as we are, have a certainty which the Bible calls hope. It's not hope like, I hope he finishes soon, or I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, because it is based on a historical fact. Jesus Christ came, lived, died and rose from the dead. If that certainty happened, then we are certain of resurrection to eternal life. People may be pessimistic about solving the problems of the world. But we who have been justified through faith have peace with God. We have his almighty power to help us through our difficulties and we have a certainty that hope and certain hope of going to be with God and the Lord Jesus Christ. These words have been said a number of times in regards to this situation. There will be no more mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. We have been justified through faith. We have peace with God. We stand in his grace and we have the hope of glory. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, you are the God of all comfort. We do pray that we will comfort one another and we pray that your word will be a comfort to us this evening and as we continue to live through the difficulties that we're dealing with. And we ask this through Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St Matt's West Bend Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmatt's.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.